Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 76. Rob Parker. Welcome to a very special edition of Inside the Parker. I'm your host, Rob Parker, and we're on the road as I make a special trip around Baseball America, going through Chicago, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Anaheim, and finally, San Francisco. Yes, it's the baseball trip to die for. That plus foul or fair. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep them up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. How bad are the Los Angeles Angels? My God. On Tuesday night, Shohei Otani, the two-way star, put on a show. He had a pair of three-run home runs, set a career high with eight RBIs, and guess what? It still wasn't enough for the Angels to win a game. They lose 12-11 to to the Royals in 11 innings at home at Angel Stadium. Otani became just the eighth player in Angels history to have eight RBI in a game. And man, these Angels are scuffling. Even with the firing of Joe Madden, the Angels find themselves in third place in the American League West. 33-38, 11 games out of first place. Uh, just a terrible, terrible situation. And we had such high hopes for the Angels coming into the season with a healthy trout and, of course, Otani. And it has been stinky. Number two. No surprise. Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees, the slugger who leads Major League Baseball, 
going into Wednesday with 25 bombs is the uh, big time number one vote getter with uh, more than 1.5 million votes cast. And number two, Mookie Betts from the Dodgers, 1.4 million. Of course, Mookie Betts is hurt currently, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, the uh, people are voting, the votes are coming in, and the All-Star Game, of course, takes place in Los Angeles uh, a week later than normally. Um, But this will be interesting. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the American League, of course, leads first baseman. Jose Altuve leads second baseman in the American League for the Astros. Rafael Devers from the Red Sox leads at third base. And uh, as we go on, Bo Bichette is leading Tim Anderson at shortstop in the American League by about 60,000 votes. We'll see how that figures out. Tim Anderson in second place. Uh, As we look at the outfield, we talked about Judge leading the way for all vote-getters. Mike Trout is second, 1.2 million. And then George Springer is third for the Blue Jays. And not too far behind him is Giancarlo Stanton from the Yankees. So there you have it, the American League and uh, catcher uh, Alejandro Kirk for the uh, Blue Jays is uh, running away with it at the catcher spot. When you talk about designated hitter, this is interesting because uh, Shohei Otani is in second place uh, in the voting for designated hitter. Um, And then let's go quickly to the National League. Paul Goldschmidt is leading uh, big time over Pete Alonso for the Mets at first base in the National League. Jazz Chisholm is uh, leading at second base for the Miami Marlins. Manny Machado having a great year uh, out currently with an injury for the Padres at third base. Uh, Trey Turner for the Dodgers is leading at shortstop. And then here's the three outfielders. You got Mookie Betts, as we talked about, Ronald Acuna, and uh, Jock Peterson. So those are your three outfielders. Catcher Wilson Contreras from the uh, Cubs. And the designated hitter, Bryce Harper, with uh, a big gap, uh, over a million votes. There you go, a look at the All-Star ballot. Get your votes in, the All-Star game in Los Angeles. Can't wait. Number three. Don't look now, but the Cleveland Guardians are tied for first place. You heard it right. Do not adjust this podcast. Somehow, someway, the Guardians have fought their way back and now are in a virtual tie with the Minnesota Twins after Tuesday night's 6-5 to comeback victory in 11 innings in Minneapolis. Yes, the uh, Guardians came into the game against the Twins, having beaten the Dodgers uh, in a series on the road in L.A. and winners of 15 of its last 19. And uh, Cleveland continues to win. Uh, the victory allowed them to pull dead even against Minnesota atop the American League Central. And, man, we got a race. Who would have thought that the, uh, first of all, everybody thought the uh, AL Central belonged to the Chicago White Sox. Then the Twins got off, and they were off and running, and the Indians were stumbling and bumbling, and, man, have they turned it on and continued to win and have pulled even in the Central 
with the Twins. This is going to be a fun summer to see how this plays out. Everybody still thinks that the White Sox can get back in it. They're not totally out of it. So this could be a three-team race as we hit the uh, summer months in Major League Baseball. It's time for the Pocket Protector Central. The analytic numbers you need to know, well, maybe. Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me, Anthony? Okay, we all know the Pittsburgh Pirates aren't good and truthfully aren't really trying to be all that good. But that does not mean there isn't a reason to watch, at least now. The team finally called up their top prospect, shortstop O'Neill Cruz, after keeping him down on the farm for, let's just say, dubious reasons. And the 6'7 infielder didn't waste any time making his mark. In his debut on Monday, a 12-1 Pirates win, the number 12 prospect in the minors by baseball prospectus dazzled, going 2-5 for five with a double and 4 RBI. However, that's not even scratching the surface yet. Standing at third, his teammate Hoy Park hit a fly ball to shallow left field, and Cruz scampered home at a blistering speed of 31.5 feet per second. 30 is considered elite speed. In fact, he posted the three fastest sprint speeds by any Pirate this season in his debut. The double he crushed the center field in the third inning came off the bat at 112.9 miles per hour and was hit so hard, even his elite speed couldn't stop him from being thrown out at third. That exit velocity, by the way, the hardest hit ball by a Pirate this year. And finally, Cruz fielded a ground ball from Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras in the second inning and threw a 96.7 mile per hour rocket to first base, the hardest throw by an infielder in the entire big leagues this season by over two full miles per hour. Now the Pirates, yeah, they're a tough watch, but O'Neill Cruz looks like he's going to be a reason to tune in. That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's up? Who's up? Or is it fair? And now, from MLBBro.com, here's J.R. Gamble. Yankees H. Garrett Cole has been dominant since his name was at the center of the sticky stuff controversy that led to MLB banning the use of spider tack. J.R., is it foul or fair to say that Cole has made everyone who accused him of gaining an illegal advantage look like straight Yankee haters with his recent Cy Young performances. Fair. It's a fair ball. Remember when there was all this controversy early in the season about pitchers using sticky stuff on the baseball to increase spin rates and movement and gain an unfair advantage and everybody went crazy? MLB even implemented a dopey rule where the umpires check the pitcher's hands and hat and glove and head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. Well, you get the idea. They had us thinking sticky stuff, spider tack was like a PED or a dangerous chemical agent. This is serious. We can make you delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us. Too much spider tack is dangerous. Around the same time as the sticky stuff got banned, Yankees ace Jared Cole wasn't his usual dominant self. And people started attributing his rough patches to the fact that he basically couldn't cheat anymore, which is disrespectful to a guy of his skill set. In fact, when Josh Donaldson of Jackie fame was on another team, surprise, 
He called out the decline in cold spin rate numbers to insinuate that the crackdown on spider attack would be Coles' kryptonite. Well, fast forward to the Yankees' 50th win of this 2022 season behind Cole, who took a no-hitter into the eighth inning and finished a 4-2 Yankees win over Tampa with his 20th game of 12 or more Ks since 2018. It's the most in the majors, six ahead of Jacob deGrom's 14. He's also been a true ace for the Yankees, a 6-1 record, and leads the league with 14 starts. His 103 Ks in 81 innings, another damn example of how nice Garrett Cole is. That sticky stuff controversy seems pretty silly now. Garrett Cole has proved he doesn't need an unfair advantage of any kind to be dominant. And the Rays, who some people call the Yankees' arch nemesis for AL East supremacy, they don't want to see Cole because he owns them too. Turn money into more money. Now it's time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascon. Love that money. Love that money. All right, Rob, it's a brand new week, so we start things off on Friday night with the Miami Marlins taking on the New York Mets, and Sandy Alcantara is the Friday night starter in this one. He's got a 7-2 and record, 172 ERA. I'll tell you what, Rob, he's probably the Cy Young favorite right now in the National League, so I'm going to take Alcantara and the Miami Marlins in this affair against the New York Mets, despite the fact that New York's been playing lights out so far this season. Another one that should be a dandy. Luis Severino versus Justin Verlander in the pitching matchup. Astros in New York against the Yankees. Severino 4 and 1 with a 3.27 ERA and Verlander 8 and 3, 2.30 ERA. What a bounce back season for him after an injury. I'm going to take Houston to take this one on a Friday night. And then, of course, you got to go out west. A couple games of note. One of them, San Francisco and Cincinnati, Padres and Phillies. That'll be a great one. But I'm going to go with the Giants at home against the lowly Reds. San Francisco has been playing some decent ball. Not as good as they were last season when they won the National League West. But nevertheless, the Reds have just been brutal. So I'm going to take San Francisco in this one. So the Giants, Marlins, and the Astros, a couple of teams that are dogs. But either way, we got them. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, 
the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. All right, now let's welcome into the podcast. He is a uh, baseball columnist for Newsday in New York, a friend of mine, a former co-worker, Mr. Dave Lennon. Dave, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Good, Rob. How are you doing these days, man? Man, life is good. Not as good as baseball in New York, I got to say that. That's why I'm checking in with you. Uh, things are, are rolling in New York. Let's start with the Metropolitans. And uh, what's going right for the Mets? Rob, just just about everything, you know. No, nobody recognizes these Mets, you know. And when I say everything, I should put a disclaimer and say that, you know, this is a Mets team that has been without Jacob Degrom, you know, all season, obviously, and also the past month without Max Scherzer, you know. And it really hasn't slowed them down. Um, you know, they did a great job with their offseason acquisitions. They brought in some guys with varying skills, you know, different. Talents that complement each other, whether it's a Starling Marte, you know, whether it's Tana, you know, it's just been a, it's been a group that's just blended together so well. Uh, you know, the rotation has pitched well in those guys' absence. The bullpen has done a decent job, and the lineup is really the key here. You know, the lineup has just been, you know, they were number one in runs the other day, despite only being like middle of the pack in home runs. So. They're just great at manufacturing runs, showing a lot of balance, and they're just showing a lot of different ways to win games. How about Buck Showalter? How much credit does he get? 
you know, the Mets go out, they go up for a veteran manager when the trend had been really safe to bring in, you know, unproven guys or guys with no experience and taking the lead from the front office and you bring in an old dog, how much credit should we give Buck? Uh, he's been a huge part of it, Rob. I mean, Buck, as you know, you know, he's been managing for the past 30 or so years um, for, for winning teams. And I think with the Mets, they really kind of needed that rudder. You know, I mean, they went through Mickey Calloway, which we, we know that the deal with him at this point, you know, Louis Rojas, who I think is a very smart baseball guy, but he had to be rushed in to replace Carlos Beltran, who was going to be another first timer before he was let go before he even managed the game because of his involvement in the Astros cheating scandal. So they really needed an established guy that they could look upon. And it's kind of like having an adult in the room now, Rob, because you have the younger guys on the team that, you know, are playing for a manager right now that's not going to, you know, he's not going to put up with the nonsense. You know, they feel like they have to go out there day in and day out. The accountability level just gets ratcheted up when you have somebody like Buck Showalter there. And they, they, want, they want his approval. You know, they want to do well for a manager like that, and that's a real element here. You know, Buck's a great X's and O's guy. He's a very attention-to-detail guy. But I think when it comes right down to it, the Mets realize the accountability factor that exists with Buck Showalter there, and that's played a big key. New York is the baseball capital of the United States right now. Both teams doing real well. What is the buzz like for both teams? I mean, it's, I, it's been a long, uh, many, many moons since both teams were this good uh, with the summer heading in and baseball in New York. Yeah, it's, it's funny, Rob, because, you know, you know the, the Yankees and Mets dynamic here, you know, the big brother, little brother situation. And, it's funny that some of the conversation how and again, it's early, Rob, but you have the fans, you know, people are already looking ahead to what if these two teams face each other in the World Series, you know, just like they did in 2000. And the thing is, the last thing in the world Yankee fans want is to face the Mets again in the World Series because they're expected to win, you know. It's like they can't live with themselves if they lose to the Mets. On the flip side... You have Mets fans saying, we don't want to play the Yankees in the World Series because we want the city to ourselves. We want the spotlight to ourselves if we're in the World Series. So there's already that going back and forth. And, you know, we're still three months away or so from that stuff even happening. But it's really playing into the insecurities and the psyche of these different fan bases. So as excited as they are for each of their teams, there's this kind of wary eye of their of them looking at looking across town at each other, kind of paying attention to what's going on in each place. Our guest is Dave Lennon. He is a baseball columnist for Newsday in New York. A friend of mine joining us here on Inside the Parker. Let's go around baseball, Dave. And and which team are you more surprised at? Is it the uh, San Diego Padres, who somehow without Fernando Tatis all year? have more wins than the Dodgers when everybody picked the Dodgers to easily win the West? Or is it the Guardians who are now going into Wednesday night tied for the AL Central? I don't know how they're doing it with tape, string, glue. I have no idea. But which team surprises <laughs> you the most? I, I think it's going to be the Cleveland Guardians, Rob. You know, as much as both teams have been a surprise, 
I think the Guardians have been left. So, I mean, the Padres, listen, they put together a talented team. I mean, I know Tatis got hurt during the offseason in the motorcycle accident. And, you know, missing him is obviously a, a big loss. But there's talent on that team. I mean, Manny Machado's having an all-world season. You know, they're holding their breath a little bit now, you know, with the ankle sprain. But their pitching staff is good. You know, their bullpen has been good. You know, they have enough offense to do it. So that team has the pieces there, and they always did to be a contender, I thought, you know, despite the Dodgers and the NRS. You look at the Guardians, you know, this is a team that had supposedly kind of given up after they traded Francisco Lindor, you know, to kind of restock some. But they got probably the best player that the average baseball fan has never heard of, and Jose Ramirez, you know, was on pace to have more RBIs than games played at this point. Just an RBI machine and also a good player on the defensive side, too. And the other shocker here, Rob, that I think that really applies to the New York the New York media or New York fans here, the guy that the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor and Andres Jimenez, you know, who was a shortstop here but is playing second base for them, he has better numbers than Francisco Lindor. You know, wow. he's, hitting over three, he's hitting over 300. He's got a better OPS. So that's kind of been the shocker, and everybody's kind of like, man, you know, we just gave this huge contract to Francisco Lindor, you know, 300-plus, $341 million higher paid than Tatis, and the guy we traded is turning into a better offensive player. So it's kind of a head-scratcher. But Jimenez is on his way to being an all-star, and he's been a nice, you know, combo there with Ramirez and really kind of helped rebuild that offense. Uh, as they're making a run for it. It's helped in, in the Central with the White Sox falling apart. And, uh, you know, the Twins are doing better than I expected to see them do, too. But to see the Guardians catch them, uh, really, I, I think, has been the underdog story of the year so far. Last thing, we have big expectations and hopes, you know, as baseball fans, and we love the game, Dave, to see, you know, the uh, Angels with Trout and Otani, and maybe, you know, making a uh, – Joe Madden was the manager, and maybe they would make a run in the playoffs. We see those guys in October. This thing has crashed and burned. Otani on Tuesday had two home runs, eight RBIs, and they still lost. Are they, are, is, it, is it done? Are they done? I, I, I think they're done, Rob. I mean, when they came to New York to play the Yankees, they scored three runs in three games. And when I saw that happen, I'm like, wait a minute. And this was kind of at the, at the maybe middle third of their losing streak, at the 14-game losing streak. And I was like, something's not right here. And then you saw Otani get bombed again uh, by the Yankees. You know, his last visit in here, they, they shelled him. So I just it didn't look right. You know, Madden was kind of scrambling. You know, you saw him kind of losing the team a little bit. Lo and behold... You know, a week later, he's fired and never could kind of try to right the ship. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of same old angels here, which is shocking. You know, they have two of the best players in baseball, like you mentioned in Trout and Otani. Trout's the best player in the universe, everybody considers. And then he went through one of his worst offensive stretches. So I, I don't know how they right the ship there. Things just seem a little bit off. You know, maybe they can have a little bit of a bounce. But I'm, I'm not seeing it. You know, they, they they just didn't look right when I saw them here in New York, and they really just haven't looked right uh, throughout. 
for, for whatever reason. They, they just can't pull it together. No doubt. I'm with you, Dave. His name is Dave Lennon. Check out his stuff at Newsday, newsday.com. A good buddy of mine. I appreciate you, uh, Dave. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Rob. Have a good one. Now bring in the closer. Strike one. Strike two. Strike three. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA. And it isn't even close. Reason number 955 why baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL happened on Monday when I made a pit stop. I was on my way to Cincinnati for the uh, Dodgers-Reds game on Tuesday night, but I stopped off in Louisville, Kentucky, downtown, and I went to the Louisville Slugger Factory and Museum, and unbelievable. It started in 1855 and have been making bats uh, since the very beginning of baseball in this country, and they still make bats. I had a private tour behind the scenes, It was amazing to find out how they made the bats. And also I got a chance to uh, swing a bat that was the model for Jackie Robinson. What a thrill that was to pick up a bat. He had three different models there that they used to before computers used to make his bats. And also another part was uh, we got to see the metal plates that uh, put in the, the player's signatures. So there was signatures uh, on these metal plates for Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron and uh, Jackie Robinson, Derek Jeter. Pretty amazing. And probably the neatest thing is I got to swing Daryl Strawberry's bat and his weight. And uh, I held it like he does left-handed and got some cuts in. Man, what a thrill. This is for your bucket list. If you love baseball, you got to get to Louisville, Kentucky to go to the Louisville Museum and Factory right there in downtown Louisville. It was amazing. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles hosted by MC8 and Big Steel every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.